Well, we're going to kick off a brand new series this morning. With that being said, on Wednesday nights throughout the year of 2011, isn't it hard to believe 2011 is about gone? Y'all didn't know it was about some, okay, okay, November, December, okay, and uh, it's about over, but we've done a year-long series on Wednesday nights called Real Life, and we're just talking about real-life things, Bible application, almost like Bible counseling for real-life issues. Uh, There's so much to do on that that we're actually going to extend that, and we're going to do that all during 2012 as well, is going to be uh, Real Life. Um... This Wednesday, this Wednesday and the next Wednesday, so for the next two Wednesday nights, 7 o'clock on Wednesday, um, I'm going to be teaching something called Overcoming Your Upbringing. Um, if your mom and dad are here, don't look at them. If your old coach or classmates are here, don't look at them, you know. But uh, there's so much that happens in the early informative years of our life that, uh, you know, you ever get one of those buggies at the or carts at the store and it's got a bad wheel, you know? How many of you sometimes feel like you got a bad wheel, you know? You're holding the stuff, you're getting through, but, you know, and we need to look at this. And so the next two weeks, we're, we're going to dive into this very important um, subject. And I think it's going to bring a lot of healing and strength to a lot of folks. And, and uh, so you'll want to be here. We have ministry of the whole family on Wednesday nights. Uh, seven o'clock and it goes just over an hour on Wednesdays and so uh, well worth your time and church nights affect the rest of your days too okay so you'll, you'll want to be here for for that uh, this morning I want to start uh, a teaching that we're going to do for about three weeks or so as we head into Christmas uh, entitled the favor of God the favor of God and I want to get that word in your sight here the favor of God and uh, perhaps a, an abbreviation for that would be fog. And I'd like to predict for your life and my life, heavy fog. Amen. Would anybody like some heavy fog in your life? Okay. And we need uh, more and more of the favor of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 21. It says, if God is for us, if God is for us, who can be against us? And really what that verse is about is favor. Because favor means that someone is for you. You know, we've heard the saying, you know, all in favor, say I. And it's saying I give my support, I agree, I approve. And you need to know that God approves of you. Not of all your shenanigans, but of you. God is for you. Okay, it's a new idea for some people and it's foreign for some people. God is for you. I want you to go ahead and say it by faith if you have to. God is for me. Go ahead. God is for me. And you need to know that God is for you because if God is for you, then who can be against you? Brother Kenneth Hagin, who's gone on into his reward and we love dearly, uh, he would say this about this verse. If God is for you, what difference does it make who's against you? You know, and... So God is the eternal champion. And if God is for you, that's favor that he's for you. Also, you've probably said this. I've said this. You've heard this. Could you or would you do me a favor? And when you ask somebody to do you a favor, you're asking somebody to do something for you that you need done 
that either it's better that they do it or it's something that you, you cannot do for some reason. And so that also is, is favor. Favor makes a difference in our life. Uh, when there's not favor on something, it's obvious. And when there's favor on something or someone, it's obvious. Uh, favor helps you. It strengthens you. It sustains you. Part of favor is to be preferred. And favor is noticeable. So is the lack of favor. We see people that we call celebrities, uh, either in sports arena or entertainment or whatever it would be, and uh, they're celebrities. And you need to know that if they are talented, if they are indeed talented and gifted, where did those talents and gifts come from? They came from God. And either they haven't discovered that yet, or they're ignoring that for the moment, or whatever it would be, but... There's gifts and talents and favor that goes with gifts and talents because God wants to use those things in the earth. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are highly talented and have a lot of favor on their life. And part of the reason that they rose to the top is because of that favor. There's some others that have risen to the top and we're not sure how they got there. But that, that's a whole nother, whole nother deal. But the favor of God... Is obvious. You can even watch sometimes on a, a group of people, a group of children, a project, whatever, and you can kind of notice that there's some favor. There's some favor uh, that would be on somebody. Uh, the Webster's 8, 1828 Dictionary, which includes a lot of scripture, one of the definitions for favor is this, an advantage for success. An advantage for success. I don't know if you knew this or not, but you're going to need some advantage. You're going to need some help. Uh, you're going to need the favor of God. I mean, we can, and, and I encourage you, lean forward, work hard, be a lifelong learner, improve yourself in every way that you can, but that's not going to be enough. Church, that's not going to be enough. You're going to need an advantage. You're going to need, and it's not cheating, it's just an advantage that the life, the blessing of God that would be on your life, which is an intangible. We can't really explain this. But it is certainly noticeable when it's present and when it's not present in our life or in, in, in a project or whatever it would be. We need the favor of God. There's an old saying that says, if you find a turtle on a fence post, you know he had some help. <laughs> and we're kind of all that way, you know. We find ourselves in a place we could not have gotten there on our own. You know, and, and that is the favor of God, that God would open doors for you, that God would do things for you. Uh, a lot of you guys, how many of you guys have married way above your pay grade? Okay, you know, you know that's, a fa- that's a favor of God. Some of you guys did not raise your hand, and I'm just going to keep, keep going. Our culture, our society, and even uh, from our government, it seems to be an effort to just equalize everybody. Just make everybody the same. PC, politically correct. We're not going to keep score. Everybody's a winner. And look at me, everybody's not a winner. And you do a disservice to people when we just try to hold it in this controlled little thing and allow everybody, everybody's a winner and we're not going to do it. And you just even this whole thing out. And that is not the way it works because what happens, and we're seeing it now, we're seeing it now that in our generation that people that kind of been raised that way now, if you don't hire me, I'll sue you. 
If I don't win this, if I don't get to do this, I'll sue you. Because everybody's a winner. I'm a winner. No, how about you do the work? How about you have some character and some integrity and improve yourself and maximize your gifts and work hard and take no for an answer sometimes because it builds some character in you and builds some patience and keep leaning into it. And try. And if you have to, try again. And if you have to, try again. And above all, make sure you get some of the favor of God on your life. But it's just not reality. It's just not reality to think. Now, the only level ground there is is at the foot of the cross. But in life, honestly, look around you, real life. There's some that are ahead of others and some that are behind others. And we need to make our very best effort. Do you hear me, Christians? We need to make our best effort effort in every way but we still must have the favor of God on our lives we have to but we're going to need an advantage in the earth and that comes from the favor of God being on our life because the reality is listen it's a doggy dog kind of place and even in scripture we find in the parable of the talents where the master came along and he divvied out talents uh Five to one, two to one, one to one, based on their capacity. There's differing capacities. And then faithfulness increases capacity. And by the end of the parable, we see that those that were faithful with what they've been entrusted with, their capacity grew. And then the one that was not faithful, the one that was lazy and full of excuses, even what he had was taken from him and given to the one who had the most. Why? Because he would be faithful with it. Are are you hearing this? We're going to have to have something to help us in this earth. Yes, be faithful. Yes, work hard. But we're going to have to have the faith. We're going to have to have the favor of God in our lives as well. Revelation 3.8 says that God opens doors that no one can shut. I said God opens doors that no one can shut. Have you ever had that happen for you? Have you ever had somebody do something for you and they're saying, I'm not even sure why I'm helping you? You know, and God will do those kind of things because favor is undeniable. Favor is irresistible. And God opens doors that no one can shut. And there's situations I know of. I talked to a man a few years ago in the church. He said he was testifying of the favor of God. He said his boss called him in and he says, I'm giving you this promotion and I'm giving you this bonus And I'm not even sure why I'm doing it. And he says, and the truth is, I really don't even like you much. But you know what? The favor of God is undeniable. And again, we can't explain it. We can't explain it, but we sure do need it in our lives. Amen. Now, favor is a major Bible theme, along with grace and mercy and forgiveness and peace and on and on. It is a major. It's not just a side thought. It is a major Bible theme. We see throughout Scripture, Noah, Joseph, Abraham, Mary, mother of Jesus, Jesus himself, and on and on. We see the effects of favor. That might be a good study for you to go back and look at some of the guys in the Bible and how favor made a difference on their life. And favor will make a difference on our life. We need favor. Everybody say, I need favor. favor. In Luke 2.52, it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Notice he had favor with God 
and men. And here's the truth. You and I need favor with God and with men. We'll look more at this next week, but Proverbs 3 verse 4 says, And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. And we need favor with God and man. But get this right, and we'll spend more time on this in the future weeks here. You do not seek the favor of man. You seek the favor of God, and he will give you favor with man. Man is fickle. I mean, just look out in the world, you know, you're a hero today and a zero tomorrow. I thought I was the guy. No, you're not. What's hot is now not. You know, and the world is very, very fickle and favor is a moving target for the world. You don't try to court the favor of mankind. You court the favor of God. And that's what we're going to be looking at this. And God will give you, he'll help you to be able to find favor with him and with man. And we're going to be looking at that. Favor comes from the Lord. In Proverbs 12, 2, it says, a good man obtains favor from the Lord. But a man of wicked intentions, he will condemn. I want you to notice there's a comparison, a contrast here. you got a good man and a wicked man. And it says one has favor from God. And the other one, his plans God will condemn. And largely it has to do with this word, cooperation. Cooperation. That as we cooperate with God, there's much to do with that. But favor comes from the Lord. Now I want you to know this about favor. There's two brands of favor that come from God. Are you all with me? Two brands of favor that come from God, first of all, would be what we call unmerited. Unmerited favor means you you didn't deserve it. Anybody ever had that? Oh, come on. Anybody ever had that? You know, where it's just, I didn't deserve this. I don't earn this. It's just that, wow. That's the favor of God. So you have one brand is called the unmerited or bestowed favor. The other kind is called merited favor. And it's actually, there's ways you qualify. You don't earn it, but you qualify for some favor. And we're going to be unfolding that as we go along. Guess what? You need both brands. Amen. You need both brands. And, and like I said, we'll, we'll unfold this as we go. Let me share with you a couple of big ideas about favor so that we can know what favor is and does. And then we're going to... Um, Look at really the source of favor because before you leave here today, I want you to know how can I make sure that I've got some favor flowing in my life. In in Psalm 5 verse 12, it says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Notice again, there's kind of a qualification there. The blessing comes on the righteous. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Everybody say with favor. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Okay, I need to stop for a moment because um, I know that Thanksgiving, you know, we eat turkey and turkey has tryptophan or something in it, you know. It kind of makes you sleepy for a while. Uh, so unless you all had turkey for breakfast, like over your perk up, okay? <laughs> okay. With favor, notice this, with favor, you will surround him as with a shield. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. That word surround has to do with to encompass, to encircle. It's all the way around. And, and the Hebrew implies this, that it's for protection and it's for attack, which means this. If something's coming against you, 
it will protect you. And if attack just means that you are moving towards something, it will protect you there as well. What it does, it preserves you, it protects you, it works on your behalf. And it says, with favor, he will surround you as with a shield. It's like a force field. Forgive, forgive my boy-like mind, but it's like a force field around you. That God would somehow, in his favor, that he's for you, working on your behalf, that he would surround you. That's a pretty awesome thing. When, we, uh, when Alicia and I started the church um, over 22 years ago, when we came to town, the only thing we had was a call. That's all we had was a call. And we needed a place to meet. We didn't have this wonderful building. We didn't have 80 acres. We didn't have any money. We didn't have any equipment. We didn't have any people. We didn't have anything. We had a call. We had a call. But I had an awareness of the favor of God. I had some kind of understanding that I knew that if God called me, God would be with me. And we showed up in town and, you know, just began to pray and just follow, you know, God's lead. And I had this car that I, yeah, I guess the best comparison would be is kind of like a disposable lighter. <laughs> it just seemed like if anything needed fixed, you got to replace the whole thing. You know, it just, it was just that. And it was just a, it was really a sorry car. And um, I never knew when it was going to turn on. And I never knew when it would turn off. Sometimes you'd turn it off and it'd keep running, you know. And then the brakes and everything. It was, it was pitiful. Uh, and I had these pants and they were shiny. And not shiny like cool. You're like, man, look at the guy in the shiny pants. No, it was more like, look at the guy in the shiny pants. You know? And it, and they were made out of that miracle material, polyester. And if you iron those a bunch, they'll shine, but they won't shine evenly. And so I had my shiny pants and my car. And I pulled up because I'm saying, you know, Lord, we've got to have a place to meet. And I just kind of scoped out where we might meet. And I decided, you know what, I think the best place to meet, because I want to do this right. And the whole thing's a step of faith anyway. So we... We went, I went over to the Hilton and a beautiful uh, salon, meeting rooms and everything. So I get out of my car. Thank God it turned off. <laughs> Got out shiny pants and all. And just before I let go of the steering wheel, I said, Lord, I thank you that you surround me with favor like a shield. And I can't tell you exactly how all this happened. But as I got out of the car, I just, I just had this sense of peace. I just had this sense of confidence. I had this sense of, I know what to do. And I just walked right in and talked to a guy and said, hey, we're starting a church and blah, 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 blah. And don't ever start a church unless you know that you know that you know that you know. And the guy gave me this incredible deal. I didn't have any money to put down anything. So we could meet in their meeting rooms. About three weeks later, I'm we're setting up and he comes up and talks to me and he says, um, you know, you got me in trouble. And I said, how so? He said, I gave you such a deal. I don't even know why I gave you such a deal. And I'm in trouble with my boss because I gave you such a deal. But I got to give you the deal because you signed and I signed. I said, thank you very much. You know what it was? 
favor. Wherever you go, that God's favor would surround you like a shield. Another aspect of favor, Israel, the Bible says that they had sojourned for 430 years. Over half of that they spent in captivity in Egypt. And now it's time for them to come out of that captivity. And in Exodus chapter 3, the Lord said this, So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that, he, Pharaoh, will let you go. And I will give this people, the children of Israel, I will give this people favor. Everybody say favor. I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go, you shall not go empty-handed. Part of the effect and result of having favor in your life is you will not leave a situation empty-handed. You need to believe God and, and be looking for the favor of God and understand this. You're going on a job interview. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going on this appointment. You're going to meet with the doctor. You've got a court case. You've got whatever it would be. Believe that God, because of his favor, you will not leave this situation empty-handed. I am not promising you that everything's going your way. I can't give you that promise. But I can promise you that because of the favor of God, you will not leave empty-handed. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe a connection will be made. Maybe God will move on your behalf and it turns all in your favor, whatever it would be. But you need to understand this about everything. When you have the favor of God on your life, you will not leave any situation empty-handed. Then in Psalm 41, verse 11 in the Amplified Bible. The psalmist says, by this I know, by this I know you favor and delight in me because my enemy does not triumph over me. When you have the favor of God in your life, your enemy is not going to have a victory party. When you have the favor of God with you, your enemy is not going to triumph over you. That does not mean there won't be a fight. That does not mean there won't be an enemy. But I'm telling you what the end result of this is because of the favor of God, you win. Amen. 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 And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes you end up in a new normal. But you need to understand that your enemy is not going to triumph over you because of the favor of God that's in your life. Now, here's our wake up moment right here. If in your life favor seems to be missing... I've been describing some things about favor. And if you'd say, well, you know what? Then I I don't really feel like I have favor around me like a shield. And I left a lot of things empty-handed. And it seems like the enemy's triumphing over me. And there's much more about favor. I don't seem to have any advantage for success. Well, if favor seems to be missing, you need to pay attention to this. You need to really check this in your life. This is the wake-up moment to kind of look at your life. Because listen to me, without favor in your life, Or maybe you are of a mindset that you're not even assuming that you could have any favor. Maybe you uh, are cooperating with God. Maybe you're not looking for favor. Listen to me. If there's any deficit in favor in your life, you need to pay attention to that. Because if you're, again, if you're, I don't think there's any favor, or you assume, I I. I shouldn't even look for favor or very importantly, you're not cooperating with God. Listen to me, it's important because without favor in your life, it is easy for the enemy of your soul, the devil, to keep you down and to hold you back. Because that is your advantage. That is the blessing. And if, and if you would just assume, I can't have favor in my life. 
I, t- I talked to a, a business person after service last night. And they told me, they said, I never knew I could even expect any favor in my life. And, I, and they saw what, what we shared last night and said, tomorrow's going to be different. And I told them, I said, Monday morning when you go to your place of business and you stick that key in the door, I want you to expect that the favor of God will be there. I want you to start looking for the favor of God. And they said, I need the favor of God. I said, then start looking for the favor of God. Now, let's, let's look at a number of things here so we can, uh, before we leave today. Everybody say Grace. Everything, everything that God has promised and prepared, y'all with me? Everything that God has promised and prepared and provided is contained in God's grace. That's where your salvation comes from. That's where peace comes from. That's where healing comes from. That's where protection comes from. That's where favor comes from. And Regarding God's grace, these are faucets. That's a handle. I'll sign this and number this after service and we'll, we'll bid on it. Listen to me. That's all contained in God's grace. Get this. Everything that God has promised and prepared and provided, it's all in his grace, in his goodness. And what we need to know is how to release it. Out of his grace. And there are two ways. There are two ways. First of all, his mercy. Everybody say mercy. And when God gives to us, this is the unmerited. This is God doing this. Y'all, focus in on this. This is, this is God. God just does that. You didn't earn for it. You didn't believe for it. You didn't bend your knee and pray and do all this. This is God in his goodness, in his kindness, in his mercy extending to you. I wish y'all were here for this service. And God, has God done anything out of his mercy for you? Has he poured out any peace, protection, provision, anything? And I didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve it. Just out of his kindness and his love and out of his grace, out of his mercy, he released out of that faucet, so to speak, he released out of his grace. There's one other way that things are released out of grace, and that is through faith. And this is our part. Unless we make this mystical and difficult, really what faith is, is that you trust and you obey. You trust and you obey. You trust because I don't know, but I trust you. And because I trust you, you tell me, I'll do it. Another word for this would be you cooperate. Faith is not the spooky thing that you work up. I feel strong in faith. Get over it. It's a matter that you trust an incredible God and you'll do what he says because faith without works is just dead. It's nothing. It means that you'll cooperate with God. And when you cooperate with God, when you trust him, when you obey him, that is faith. And faith releases what grace contains. There's two brands of favor. There's the unmerited and there's the merited or literally that you would qualify for it. 
Let me give you a little bit more on this. We understand this, I think. But on this, Ephesians 2.8 says this. For by grace you have been saved. Let me just stop up right there. For by grace you have been saved. Where is your salvation? Your salvation is here. For by grace you have been saved. Next two words. Through faith. Faith releases what grace contains. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace. Where's peace? It's up in grace. By faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this carefully. Through whom also we have access. Look at the words. Access by faith into this grace. We have access by faith into this grace. Faith releases what grace contains. There are two brands of faith, you, uh, favor. You need both of these favors in your life. You need the favor that God in his goodness, in his mercy, would pour out into your life, that he would release into your life. And you also need to, and listen to me, you need to cooperate with God because there's a whole nother half of favor that you need in your life. You need to cooperate with God or you're not going to have the favor that you need. Listen, God is not going to help you and protect you while you rob the bank. You need to line up with him. You need to cooperate with him. So there's a favor that we can not earn. You can't earn anything from God. But you can qualify. You can get in the right line for. And he says, do this. And you go, yes, sir. And he'll go, I like that. And he'll light your path and he'll help you with that. And we need that favor in our life as well. Let me just wrap this up this morning. And we're going to go another couple weeks on this. Throughout scripture, we keep finding and -and so-and-so found favor. So-and-so found favor. Everybody say found favor. favor. Would you like to find favor? Listen to me carefully. If you're going to find something, you have to look for it. And by look for it, I mean look for it. And by look for it, I mean you need to expect it. You need to believe God for his favor. My wife, she believes God for favor for parking spots. And it happens. And I'll go, there's nothing up here. She'll go, yeah, there will be. Believe for favor. There's nothing up here. And I end up parking a mile away. And then we walk up and cars pull out. <laughs> Listen, you need to look for favor. And sometimes that means hush your mouth. Oh, this trip's going to be horrible. They're probably going to lose my luggage. My flight's going to get delayed. We're going to end up on the tarmac for nine hours. There'd probably be three terrorists in. (laughs) Hush your mouth. I have favor around me like a shield. I never leave anything empty-handed. My enemy will not triumph over me. I have an advantage for success. Most of this I have nothing to do with. God is for me, so who could be against me? I'm looking for the favor. I'm looking for the favor. I'm looking for the favor. Looking for the favor. 
So look for the favor. And the way you look for the favor, part of it is you're just going to cooperate with God. You're going to expect to see some favor. I pray that you'll shift gears today and expect to see some favor. Oh, God, we're about to leave church. It's going to take 20 minutes to get out of the parking lot. That is, a, that is an absolute lie because we get you out of here on Easter in less than 14 minutes with, with packed out. So, And y'all are blessed. Y'all are blessed that way. But listen, just expect favor. And it won't hurt you if they're letting that other lane go ahead of me. (laughs) So that maybe by the time you get to the cafeteria, they're putting out the fresh chicken. Okay? It might just be the favor of God. You don't know. You don't know. But begin to expect the favor of God. Begin to look for the favor of God. Trust and obey and cooperate with God so that you can find favor in your life. Amen. Do you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.